Welcome to the Fem Powered Podcast. I'm Julieta Durante, menstrual cycle nutritionist and hormone whisperer. And I'm Nat Martin, menstrual cycle coach with a passion for all things premenstrual and periods. This is a podcast to help you navigate the world using the menstrual cycle as your compass and guide. We'll be chatting to industry leaders and women who inspire us on everything from money to sexuality, business to hormone health. Honestly, the list is endless because the menstrual cycle shows up literally everywhere. But let's be honest, we live in a world that wasn't built for and doesn't value the menstrual cycle. We are here to change that. We're here to help you learn new things about your cycle and inspire you to bring them into your life so that you can show up in a way that honors your natural rhythms and enhances your inner power. It's time to stop feeling guilty about being inconsistent and struggling with your cycle. So if you're ready to unpack its gifts, let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Femme Powered Podcast. I'm Nat. I'm sitting with my lovely Julieta Durante and Sophie Jane Hardy, who you might know as the voice of the Red School Menstruality Podcast. And I'm really excited to have her here because she's a lot of things. <laughs> and <laughs> things that I would say will probably sound, probably sound quite contradictory. So I'm really, really excited to get into chatting with you, Sophie. It's yes. so nice to have you here. Welcome. It's so nice to be here with you both. It's a delight. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So before we get into anything else, um, we would like to start with a bit of a cycle check-in. Um, so where are you at in your cycle and how are you feeling today? Yeah, it's a big one for me because it's day 20, but I had no idea that it was day 20 until I checked my calendar because I've been in that like momentum of the summer. There's loads going on in my life. We're planning a house renovation, kid, dogs, craziness. Work is really big. And I just, this morning, I had that feeling of like, everything's wrong with my life. No, everything is wrong. Everything. It's all got to change. And I was like, now, is this true or is something else going on here? And I, I fell in and I, I just had a really great session with um, my friend and uh, mentor and colleague, Abby. And she just helped walk me into myself. And I realized, ah, oh, I'm in that crossover mm. from the big momentum of summer into the like reality check, <clears throat> like bullshit radar time of inner <laughs> autumn and yeah here we are so thank goodness for cycle awareness because you know I we might talk about this in the podcast today but I used to doubt everything in my life at this mm. phase of my cycle every month and it was really debilitating mm. yeah thank you for sharing that I think lots of people will identify with that sudden like cloud that passes across the face and it's just like it's all wrong <laughs> oh yeah thank you for sharing that where are you at you so actually before I, we go into my check-in I just want to say Sophie thank you so much for saying that you kind of lost track of where you were in your cycle because mm. I feel a lot of the time you know um, when we look to other women you know people working in this space you always think oh they must have the perfect cycle tracking um, <laughs> and then you know it always goes back to this oh I haven't actually even looked at a calendar for a week <laughs> and then there's this you know the feeling of guilt seeps in 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really love that you said that because, you know, there you are, the voice of Red School running like courses on cyclical business. And, you know, it's it we don't always track. Right. And we don't always know where we are. And you, I love the fact that you had a mentor come to support you work through this and all of that. And I think that's what makes working cyclically with other people so beautiful because you can check in with each other and remind yourself and things. So just thank you for that. Cause I thought that was a real like, aha, I love that. And that's going to make so many other people feel like, okay, I don't need to look, do this all the day or feel bad if I don't ch- check in with myself every day. So thank you. Um, I am day one, <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's a nice day one. It's sort of, very gentle. I had a lot of rest over the weekend, so I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, and um, tomorrow I've got lots of time to to bleed, so that's okay. I think sometimes when I know, I think what sometimes freaks me out a bit is if I, I look at my calendar and I'm like, uh-oh, there's no space yeah. at all. That's when I get a bit stressed out, but actually it's all good. Um, and I, it's sunny as well, and I was reflecting on that this morning. I was like, one day I really want to write something about what it means to bleed, have a bleed in summer and have a bleed in winter and have a bleed because they're so different. Mm -hmm. The foods I want to eat are different. My mood is different, you know? So anyway, there was, those are my day one reflections. Um, Mm. Yeah. How about you now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm on day seven and I also had to check on my uh, tracking app where I am. I knew I was like, maybe I was like day six, day seven, day eight, I'm not sure. Um, because I've, I've stopped tracking day by day and have started blogging instead and just kind of sharing a, a cycle check-in when I feel called to. So mm-hmm. I'm also a bit, um, you know, like, oh, where am I? Um, today, I feel really tired today. <laughs> I've had, mm-hmm. um, the last few mornings have been pretty hard for me to wake up, which is not the usual experience for me at this time in my cycle so um yeah I'm feeling a little bit mentally slow um I just had a two-hour bodywork session with a friend that's definitely helped but um yeah just feeling a bit mentally slow so you know you've got a, a co-host who's on day one and another one who's hmm <laughs> brain is still in bed let's see <laughs> let's see where this goes it's gonna be real that's for sure (laughs) oh thank you both for your cycle check-ins and um for those of you listening if you haven't checked in today then maybe just um you know take a moment to do that and just see how you're feeling and now we're going to dive in to chatting with sophie so a little fun fact sophie you're from sheffield I'm in Sheffield and I'm from Sheffield and that always makes me feel so like oh my god I'm just like looking and like a little I can't see past your window but I'm just imagining that there's like familiar places there from Germany to Sheffield so you Sophie are and correct me if I'm wrong I'm sure you're so much more than this but you're a business coach you're the the comms director of Red School how <laughs> how do you combine those two things together and I think I would first of all love to love to start by hearing your story because I think usually that informs how we've got to where we are but you know normally when you think of a business coach it's this very it's it's nothing to do with cycles it's like the just complete opposite so I would love to know like who who are you and how did you get to to be straddling these two 
parts of, of life and business? Quite, there's such a great question. And thank you for like offering me this lens in because it's, it's going to tailor what I share. I mean, when I look back to how I began working with my cycle, that feels like a good place to start, mm. which is quite similar to my check-in this morning. Mm. Because what compelled me to get closer to my cycle was that it was ruining my life. You know, every day 21, 22, the peak of it was day 23, I would have these just huge emotional outbursts, grief, rage. It was just, it was unmanageable. It was really wreaking havoc in my relationship. It's just hard to work when you feel that um, just there's so much emotion going on. And I have a long history, long and challenging history with sort of yoga, the, the whole yoga world. And, and, but, but I was, I knew that the answer was probably lay in my body. Like I, I knew, I knew enough. So I did some Googling and, and some exploring and I found Alexandra Pope's book from way back when, which is called the women's quest. Have you two? Yeah. Yeah. So amazing because it guides you over 13 months to just get into your into cycle awareness um yeah so I through that book I got to see okay it's not this isn't happening because I'm crazy and there's something wrong with me it's happening because there's something inbuilt with it in my cycle which is trying to tell me something you know my inner critic it's my inner critic and my inner critic is really loud mm. and it it's so loud you know it, it knows that it needs to be this loud to get me to pay attention but what it was saying to me was you're in the wrong job uh, you're in the wrong relationship and you're in the wrong country <laughs> wow <laughs> just, just I think that's going to be relatable for so many people <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I you know at first I was like that's ridiculous like, like that can't be true but I for two years I was with these fits of rage and I got closer and closer to my critic and I listened more and what I realized is that there was this force in the menstrual cycle that was trying to get me aligned and this wasn't the right relationship for me and I wanted to be back home in Sheffield yeah. so much and I was in Seattle on the other side of the world which is a beautiful place but it's not my home like my cycle was calling me home I think D that didn't feel like that at the time and yeah I was working as a filmmaker which was a really awesome job I was an independent filmmaker we had cool meaningful projects we were traveling all over the world and this is sort of the foundation of my business knowledge because I was the producer in our filmmaking duo so I had to learn basically how to set up and run a business every time we started a new film mm -hmm. had to learn how to fundraise had to move through all my money stuff to be able to know how to attract money to us so that we could fund these projects mm -hmm. had to write pitches and grants to get in film festivals you know it was it sort of helped me understand the world of business it was the beginning of that yeah. but it was also not what my calling is so I did end up making a bold move thanks to my inner critic and I moved back to Sheffield and I ended that relationship. Brilliant man, but just not, it, we just, we should have just been mates, you know, <laughs> we just shouldn't, shouldn't ever have got together. And I then, what did I do then work-wise? Then I started working for Tree Sisters, mm. which is a reforestation charity, which we can talk about, but 
in True Sisters, I was able to bring this cycle passion alive because our operations director at the time said, let's run the business around our menstrual cycles. Let's try, let's see if this can work. Because we wanted to, we wanted the whole organization to be imbued with the wisdom of the natural world. Since the organization was designed to restore the natural world, we were like, okay, let's, let's lean in to the wisdom of nature. And so I got to see there that there is a massive connection between our understanding of our own cycles and our capacity to manifest results, you know, because it's somewhat similar, whether it's a nonprofit or a business, you know, to actually in the real world, create change, make money, make things happen. And, and then I found Red School. <laughs> and yeah, the story continues. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. It's always so fascinating for me to hear the stories of, of people because I think oftentimes we can feel like we're alone with the stuff that's going on. And, you know, you said you kind of felt like your cycle was, or your PMS really, it was wreaking havoc with on your life. And yeah, we all have this kind of similar, even if you have a, you know, a quote unquote, a good premenstrual phase like it's somewhere that I love in my cycle I still have an inner critic I still mm -hmm. have you know I laughed at those feelings of <laughs> wrong job wrong relationship wrong country it's like well yeah I can identify it and I think it's so it's so helpful to hear how this seemingly um you know it's a voice that most people won't actually listen to they might take it really seriously but not actually act on it and this seemingly small act of stopping and listening and actually trying to figure out what is happening has just quite completely changed your life. Mm. Yeah. I find that so inspiring. Mm. Yeah. And actually, I'm curious to know, this is, you know, exactly following on from what Nat's saying. When was the moment and when you started listening and pivoting and going, okay, this is more than that, because I think that's a really key moment in, mm -hmm. in all this work is that when, when the resistance just melts and you start taking the messages on board and listening to the messages and then acting on the messages. So really curious to know, how did that shift happen? Where, where, where yeah, how did that unfold? Mm. It's really good to think about it because I have to look back because this is around a decade ago now. Um, so I was going through the women's quest. There was no one around me that was talking about cycle awareness, which many people listening might relate to. You know, we can feel like we're crazy or that we're like being self-indulgent or like, you know, what's all this about? We're making it up as if we're making it up. But it was so evident that I wasn't making it up. It was real. Um, I, actually, <laughs> I actually had a really funny but big moment on my 33rd birthday which was the year before I actually made all the changes, mm. which was, it was, so it was my 33rd birthday and I, I was bleeding. So I wanted to do a little blood ritual down by the sea where I live to offer my blood to the ocean and to set intentions for the coming year. And so I walked down to the sea, my birthday's at the end of November. So it was a very cold and blustery day. I had my little jar of menstrual blood that I was gonna throw into the ocean. And I, you know, stood at the edge of the ocean and I, my prayer at the time was always, you know, let me be of service. How can I be of service? How can I live my calling? 
I was I was so hungry to know what this calling was you know I I had senses and feelings and I sort of had my feelers out but I didn't it hadn't formed itself yet so I was just you know putting that prayer out to the world every day and then just as I was about to throw my blood into the ocean there was this huge gust of wind (laughs) in my white coat I was then head to toe covered in menstrual blood. (laughs) (laughs) And like at the time, I I thought it was really funny at the time. And then I had to walk home, you know, (laughs) covered in menstrual blood and haha, it was very funny. But now if I look back, you know, life show me what's my calling Mm. and life goes and covers me in menstrual blood. It doesn't get more direct than that, really. Mm. But that obviously hasn't made sense until the last few years where I've really you know started working much more with Red School and mm-hmm. now running the podcast and creating your cyclical business it's all coming together and I've never felt more aligned because mm-hmm. I, I really feel like we can sometimes get it get confused about what it really means to live our calling it's like you find your calling tick and then you go mm-hmm. and it's just so much more interesting isn't it than that and nuanced and complex like it just keeps going deeper and deeper and the align, you know, you, you get off a little bit, then you have to course correct and you find new alignments and you evolve and your calling evolves. And yeah, so but I've never felt more aligned with my calling than I do right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And I would I love to know, um, because obviously I'm, I'm really interested in the inner critic. It's something that I find mm has such potential for transformation as we've just heard from your from your story so I would love to if you don't mind just know a little bit of like how how you worked with it because of course it's easy to say like okay I listened to it and and then I you know just decided to go off and do that and we of course we know that it's not that simple really Um, and of course we know that the inner critic it's not a one-time thing it's not that we listen to it and then She goes away. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, nice. like it's, it's, it's like you've just said, it's much more nuanced than that. It's like never ending. <laughs> um, so I'd love to know how, yeah, how you have continued to work with your inner critic, and yeah, how how your how your relationship is to, yeah. to inner critic now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I can pick up a little bit because I realised I didn't quite answer your question, Jew. That. Um, I, I was journaling and I was hearing my critical voice. So that made a big difference. It goes from or just believing totally the critical voice and just not even having any space to know, okay, here I am witnessing myself and here is my critic. I mean, that's the big move, isn't it? That's the big freedom moment. So from that to then writing it and then seeing it on the page, you know, mm-hmm. don't want to be in this relationship, don't want to be doing this, la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was good to see it and then starting to have conversations with my partner at the time and starting to really feel into well what would it look like to move back to England and starting to dream into like for example one day a week I started volunteering for Tree Sisters so my critic was telling me again and again and again you don't want to be a filmmaker and then you know another critical voice comes in and goes are you stupid this is the best job in the world this is you've got so much freedom this is so exciting but I just it wasn't what I wanted to be doing Mm. so I I made that little move of okay one day a week I'm going to do something that does feel aligned I I saw this video that 
Claire had put out in the early days of Tree Sisters and I cried. I just cried and shook. And I was like, okay, I think there's something here for me. You know, this is obviously core to who I am. So I started volunteering. So I was having those, com I was journaling about my critic, having conversations, starting to put things into action and just slowly, slowly over time was able to make those changes. Which I think when you get to menopause, it gets a bit different, doesn't it? Because Alexandra talks about the burn the house down moment yeah. where you don't do all that pre-paving. You just go, no, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And that can be very liberating and catastrophic, you know, depending on what, what happens. Mm -hmm. So luckily, I feel like it's so real, isn't it? That, we, that we're prepared for these moments, mm -hmm. these initiatory moments by our inner autumn premenstrual critic. Mm -hmm so yeah and, and then you know it's still an ongoing dance now with my critic and I think that what I've been really looking at over the last few years really is traumatic experiences from my childhood and how that fuels my inner critic mm. and so the more I learn how to take care of my nervous system and recognize when I'm in a trauma response the more my critic's voice I can I can get some separation from it and witness it more so I guess that's my main practice with it at the moment is because my critic comes out a lot at my husband <laughs> it's <laughs> like why did he do this why did he say that he always does this he always does that you know when you hear it say always you're like I think that's probably my critic talking mm -hmm. and so what I'm learning to do is go you know so if you learned when you were younger that all men are dangerous mm -hmm. and this man isn't dangerous like take care of your little one and then go and relate to him even though you're on day 23 and you want to rip his head off like do it in a more mature way so that's mm. yeah does that land like that's how I think that's how I'm working with it at the moment gosh yeah I got goosebumps me too listening to that definitely yeah definitely. I'd never really I mean it's something that I'm playing with more as well is childhood you know that and it's it's trauma but it's not like my childhood was very safe and everything but there's still like all the perfectionist conditioning and all of that and that's very much one of my big life themes and the inner critic for me is all about that not being perfect and not doing that you know and I and yeah you, it's really landed for me because I'm like oh yeah yeah it, and it's 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 so interesting I'm going to spend actually a bit of time now looking when when she pops up again I'm going to really like have a little think about the whole childhood you know like the patterning and the yeah all the conditioning and everything so yeah for me that's yeah a big moment so thank you very much yeah <laughs> thanks Jim. the 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 key thing for me is it's a very teenage voice that I hear yeah. so I've been looking at my teenage years between you know like 14 and 20 yeah. when a lot of difficult stuff happened around sex and men mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. so that's where I really pay attention because it sounds so teenage it's like f off and you know, you know it's got that bullshit like teenage vibe yeah so that's that's what made me look to it but I guess for some people it might be a younger mm -hmm. fear voice or a victim you know a feeling of being a victim or, or it's different mine's more of a perpetrator like angry kind of mm. energy poor, poor yeah. aid <laughs> I love this because actually as you were talking about yours Julietta I was thinking you know what does my inner critic sound like and for me it's always you'll never amount to anything who do you think you are you don't have any friends it's that that kind of um it's a very it's also very teenage and I know that for me age 14 was you know, I really got 
I got ousted by my friends and it was something that has carried through until today. And it's so interesting because, you know, that age, we're talking about menarch, really, yeah. and mm-hmm. archetypally, yeah. that kind of inner maiden. And like, I always think about when you're thinking about archetypes, I always think about the premenstrual phase as kind of being the big sister to the pre-ovulatory phase. And it's, it's so interesting <laughs> because like, you know, the things that I tell myself when I'm in those like, you know, spirals of inner critic, it's the kind of thing, I mean, I'm the oldest, so I didn't have a big sister to tell me that, but it's the kind of things that I would tell, you know, my younger sister or a younger niece or, or something. It's so interesting how, how we can use the cycle wisdom to not necessarily heal past traumas because, it, you know, there's other modalities that really do that, but just to help soothe them. Yeah. And it's such a great way of, um, of self-care, actually yeah 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 soothing is something that I've been really focused on around the cycle for a while because it just my cycle just seems to show me when I'm very stressed and it shows me when the cortisol is really pumping and it shows me through either um, anxiety in uh, the pre-ovulation time Mm. which is a new thing that I'm working with in the last probably since having Artie a year and a half ago and all like stress and anger in the in the premenstruum and then I know okay I need to lie down I need to go for a walk I need to roar or I need to just take care of myself and tend to my nervous system yeah I think that's one of the really practical things about cycle awareness is like such an immediate sign of oh I need to take take care of myself right now yeah Yeah. love that really really yeah it is such a beautiful teacher in so many ways you know mm. like from the a physical symptom to like you say like a new thing pops up so when something new pops up for me in my cycle in the old days there would have been a lot of guilt and shame but now there's always curiosity so I'm like oh so what's happening here this is a new one you know and then I, I kind of like having like having fun with it and thinking well what can I put in place and let's see how that kind of like works out um so funnily enough last time on my day one I by accident just by chance had a breathwork session booked in and it was the best thing I could have ever had done uh, booked in for that day I had such a beautiful bleed because I think the breathwork just helped me come into my body and one of my big struggles is to actually stop properly you know I've always got the to-do lists and the oh I'll start bleeding when I do boom 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 you know my bullet points (laughs) you know I'd said I was going to go to this breath work and I did it and it was that's exactly what I needed and the rest of the bleed was just so just blissful and 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 powerful and I was still doing things but I had this it just shifted my nervous system it's exactly what you said you know and so this time by chance I've got another breath work you know popped in and now I'm like oh maybe I will always that will become my day one core you know like key habit is that breath work and you can always play with it and I love how you can just just yeah navigate life by playing with little habits and curiosity and oh what's this or how do I manage this and it's always that gentle reminder of like you said cortisol watch out and you're like okay I know yes 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 you know um and it's an inner teacher right it's not somebody pointing the finger at you from the outside it's coming from inside and you're like okay I, I, I really need to listen to this rather than like the kind of outer messages so I love that yeah yeah really beautiful 
Mm. Oh. So stay with the topic of menstruality. <laughs> and you, how, I would love to know how you, so obviously you, you mentioned that you, your cycle or your intro to cycle awareness was really via Alexandra's Woman Quest book. <laughs> Sorry, I lost the word there in my head. <laughs> um, and I would love to know how did you go then from, wow, here's this amazing book that's changing my life to now being the comms director and essentially the, at least for me, the voice of Red School, as in, you know, at least as far as a podcast goes, like how did you make that, that leap, that connection? I'd love to know. Yeah, thank you for asking. It was, it was very organic, as I think most things are when we're working in the realm of the, of the feminine, which I see, I don't see that as a gendered thing, just see it as mm -hmm. the, an, an archetypal way of being in the world. So I think I mentioned that I started working for Tree Sisters, yeah, and that we were working with the menstrual cycle there. So it became obvious that we should create a course that was around the menstrual cycle. And we put together a wild power course with Tree Sisters and Alexandra and Shani and Red School. So that was my first direct connection with them. And it was incredible to invite our community and therefore myself into a deeper practice of cycle awareness, all of us together, because mm -hmm. this take this work takes on such a different quality when we're all relating together. I've been on my own with it and then in this little team. And then there were hundreds of us all doing cycle check ins, all looking for how the menstrual cycle could help us to be uh, in our power, to meet our power, encounter our power and, and hone it and develop it. So that's where I really started to get into Alexander and Shani's work together. And so I'm, my like sense of timing is going a bit wonky now because I think we then, I helped them with their book launch, but that was for Wild Power. So that must've come before. So they needed some help to launch their book Wild Power. And I put together a strategy based on what I'd been learning at, as a filmmaker and as um, the comms director at Tree Sisters. So then I got really into the work. How do we launch this book in the world? And then we just kind of carried on flirting with each other, <laughs> as you do in the business world. <laughs> like, oh, what do you need? And um, as I pulled back from Tree Sisters, because this is a whole other story, but I needed to massively tend to my nervous system because I was going through infertility and I wanted to get ready for IVF. And I just knew that I needed like a completely stress-free situation. Mm. So I left the job at Tree Sisters, which was amazing, but, but high, had a high intensity to it. And I set up as a business consultant and a business coach and Red School were one of my first clients. You know, mm. I was helping them to design their communication strategy and marketing strategy. And then that just grew and grew. And because we're just in this love affair with each other, that grew into like a bigger role, a bigger role. And then on the other side of Artie being born, it's sort of become the main work that I do is with Red School at the moment. Yeah. Oh, I love that flirting love affair. It's just so like, mm. <laughs> when you just can't get enough of, of each other and it's this, this mutual thing. It just, oh, I love that. Yeah. I love, that. I, I love the way they work. I think the thing that's kind of drawn me to Red School, like, um, a bee to, to honey or, or a bee to a beehive is that Alexandra and Shani are completely committed to stress-free, a stress-free work environment, mm. which doesn't mean that they don't work hard because they really do, 
but they have very clear boundaries around when they work and when they stop Mm -hmm. and they keep the pace of everything very very slow and steady mm-hmm. which infuriates me sometimes because I have a, I'm a Sagittarius and I've got a hot fiery kind of let's go hey we <laughs> could do that let's go now you know and I want to get going and they're like whoa pony <laughs> you need to slow down <laughs> you need to slow down and they slow me down and it makes every kind of sense and then slowly but surely we make progress in the business and that wisdom comes from cycle awareness you know it comes from their decades of being with their own cycle and knowing that there's a time for everything and that time will come and there's a time for waiting you know when you wait for the wave and then ride the wave then that's when real success can happen which is what we've seen in red school over the last couple of years you know we've really been able to grow the reach of our work and it's because of this slow and steady rhythm and many other things but that's the ground of it you're just saying that I'm like I would love to like be a little fly in the wall like in the red school like workings and see how it goes because you know we Matt and I obviously we 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 share our cyclical business experience and we talk every day and everything but there's always this fascination it's like how how do other how do other people do it and like obviously an organization like red school you know it's like oh because I, I consider red school to, to be like one of like you know they were the founders and 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 you know the one of the sort of first um people to explore the idea of menstruality and really bring it to the world it's it's been there for you know time immemorial but they for me they were a huge influence so like I'm like that's so fascinating you know like to to know the inner workings of it so so you know what a what a privilege to 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 work with them and and I love that you kind of are the fire to their kind of <laughs> that's such a like it's such a lovely mix isn't it because I'm sure they love your fire as well you know and they they love that kind of like oh it's, it's so beautiful to to work so, so synergistically yeah I think they do love my fire and especially shiny because she's also a Sagittarius so she has this massive fire but I she's a real mentor for me because I watch her hold her fire mm-hmm. like a volcano holds <laughs> its lava you know she's like she's with it she's with it but she doesn't act on it Mm. and I'm still very like impulsive and you know (laughs) I'm in a slightly different life phase to her so it's yeah I'm learning a lot from her you know and just an example of what it looks like is I was we were in a meeting the other day late in the day which doesn't normally happen and I and it was five o'clock and I said right it's five o'clock we need to wrap up now and Alexandra said it's five o'clock okay I'm going and she literally just hung up on Zoom because she has this hard out at five and that's how she takes care of herself. And like, you know, things like that happen. It's like, no. Nope. And we all know, great, cool, because we're going to take care of each other's boundaries. How amazing is that? I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because I was writing a blog post about this the other day about this constant overstepping of our nervous systems that we do whether it's, you know, saying yes, when actually really want to say no, or, you know, we know that we've got an an important appointment or that, you know, we promised to cook dinner that night and there is a meeting that's going late and you're kind of like looking at the watch and, you know, and feeling this stress and anxiety building your body because you you just want to go or you're tired. How amazing would it be to just be like, oh, five o'clock, see you later. And just have that as an as an acceptable thing in business, because I think a lot of the time we are just constantly, yeah, we're we're we're, we're not listening to ourselves. We're 
trying to fit in with this idea of we need to be here until the bitter end or we need to you know rehash this plan for the 10th time today even though no one can see it or listen to it anymore <laughs> I find that so amazing that it really is um I mean I'm not surprised at all you can tell when people aren't walking their walk um and you can tell that those two absolutely <laughs> absolutely live it so uh, for me I'm just like super inspired to to hear that I don't know if I would be quite there yet but that's like something you know to go on my viz board this kind of just absolute adherence to what is necessary for for my nervous system and my body and my cycle I find that fascinating and Alexandra talks about it really beautifully because for her it's a post-menopause thing there's Mm a um non-negotiable aspect of her self-care that she went through the initiation of menopause and now she's on the other side of it no question you know Mm. she like it's not even a question and we all know that um and then Shani's in her you know Shani has in some ways more to negotiate because she's got a busy family life as well as her work life Um, but something that she said to me the other day and it's so true and it's really hard to take in because because of who I am but she said so there's always going to be way more to do. There's always yeah. going to be way more to explore. You know, I wanted to do something new with your cyclical business. And she was like, so now is the time to integrate. You know, yes, you know, there are millions of years worth of work to, to do here. But now you're doing this and you need to focus on this. And it's, it's so wise. Mm. And you see it in the natural world, you know, mm. pl- trees and plants, they go into their leaf and blossom and fruit and then they let it fall away and then they rest Mm -hmm. and they do it every year and it works well for them (laughs) and you know we we could we all know this but we could really help ourselves if we aligned with the rest of like the 99.9 percent of life on earth which is cyclical if we aligned with that we would be hurting less and we would be suffering less Mm -hmm. I'm speaking to myself as well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah probably to julietta and oh yeah everyone who's listening <laughs> yeah. so that leads us very nicely into your cyclical business um because i know that it, you know that it's one thing to have your mind blown around the fact that there is a menstrual cycle and not just your period and you know that you have different different seasons and different um different stress levels different ways of responding all those things that we know about the menstrual cycle and it's one thing to start to integrate that into a life and align to it um but it's another thing when it comes to work so obviously for people who work in um who are employees somewhere it's not so easy to you know it's not impossible of course but it's not so easy to fully align yourself um and especially when you have a business as well because especially if you're a small business like you are doing everything so taking your foot off the pedal is can feel like a detriment as opposed to um a superpower or something that's going to really help so I would love to I would love to know more about your cyclical business. I would love to know more about how you run your business in a cyclical way and perhaps, um, yeah, some, some tips or some inspiration for people who are listening and thinking, oh, I want to I wanna do this too. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, when I set up my consultancy, which was <clears throat> when I was coming out of Tree Sisters, I, I thought, right, I want to get everything that I've learned as a filmmaker and as the comms director of this charity for, it was somewhere between three to five years. I'm terrible with amounts of time, but it was a few years. I want to take what I've learned and bring it to the small business owners that I know, you know, like the artists, the teachers, the coaches. And I, I literally thought it would be that simple. I thought I could, you know, set up some courses and just teach. And then everyone would be like, oh, cool. This is how we do it. And then they'd go mm. and do it. And then I had the honor of working with hundreds of women. They were all women. And just seeing that you can have the best strategies and the best plans but there's so much that goes on inside as a business owner that you need to have, I mean, an incredible amount of maturity and you really need to be with yourself and, and have ways of working with yourself in order to be successful as a business owner. Unfortunately, it's not just as simple as like, hey, have this strategy and then everything will happen. <laughs> and so as, as I was working with these brilliant people, creative people, you know, very wise and, and talented, I saw three main challenges come up again and again and one was overwhelm mm. that there's always too much to do wearing loads of different hats like you said Nat and just gen a general feeling of overwhelm that could just turn into burnout mm. and possibly dash the whole thing secondly uh, imposter syndrome mm. self-doubt feeling like a fraud like who do I think I am to be making this Instagram video or like you and I talked about it in our podcast interview now around your dancing yeah you know I, I showed up to the interview going oh it's been so nice to be immersed in your world and your dancing and you're like wow I didn't dare to do that for, for ages and mm -hmm. but you've beautifully overcome that and please continue because it <laughs> inspires me so much um, so imposter syndrome and that can totally derail us from our callings you know and that's where the critic piece comes in and then the last challenge was around um marketing really and like mm -hmm. a we play small because we're either confused about marketing or we just find the whole thing sleazy and out of integrity and, and don't want to do it so I, when I was pregnant eventually after the first IVF round was successful which was amazing and just life-changing because that was something I was working towards for years so I was finally pregnant and in the kind of massive surge of creativity that came in my second trimester, which some people might relate to, I started thinking about these three patterns that I saw in business people and, and like, how could I help people to move through these challenges to have more success in business? And I was like, racking my brains, how, what could we do? What practice? Like, <laughs> on the other side of having arty, it just all landed and I went, it's the it's the menstrual cycle it's all there you know our as we've been speaking about our capacity to soothe our nervous systems and to manage the stress response so that we can feel less overwhelmed in business that's all in the menstrual cycle the like capacity to manage the inner critic and the imposter syndrome and come into relationship with it so it isn't just automatically taking us out when we want to host that webinar or launch that new offering that's built into the menstrual cycle and the moving from confusion about how to grow to clarity about how to grow is also a bit more subtly but it's also there in the menstrual cycle like I joke that your menstrual cycle can be your best business coach because 
in inner autumn you can get clarity about your business like bringing that um unfiltered critical energy mm-hmm. kindly <laughs> to yourself you can see things that even the best consultant might not be able to see because mm-hmm. you know your business better than anyone else and so that's when this new program and it's it's a whole body of work you know it's going to keep growing I'm madly passionate about it that's where that was born you know this fusion of like wanting to create a healthy sustainable thriving business and the ground of it being um, your connection to yourself and your cycle and we're in the first live round of it and there are 120 people and I'm learning so much from them we're learning so much from each other and it's just, I'm so excited about how it's going to grow from here. I love Amazing. that. Yeah. I love that that wisdom kind of almost came through, but it was a little bit on hold in the moment. Of course, you're, you know, your, your menstrual cycle maybe sucks while being pregnant, but you, you go, I've heard, I haven't got pregnant yet, but um, you know, I have heard <laughs> that there is a cycle within the pregnancy cycle itself, but how yeah. amazing that you know, that you've had this idea and it's kind of been there suspended in animation, waiting for the, the final piece to come through while your menstrual cycle has been suspended and then out the other yeah. side. You've, I've you've never thought the, of it that way. Like, because I didn't have my cycle for another year after Artie was born. So I had basically two years without a cycle and then it came back and then I remembered. Mm. So maybe it was that like, yeah, that suspension, thank download. you. Yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> mother of all (laughs) yeah Yeah. I love that cool so so cool so if how would you explain it to to people who are like oh that sounds really interesting like I want to do that I want to learn how to not just apply menstrual cycle awareness to my business but how to um, move my business forward using menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. awareness because that's that's something slightly different right like you can of course um you know say okay menstrual cycle awareness I'm self-employed I'm gonna give myself time off my rituals and my bleed I'm gonna you know maybe do my Instagram lives in my summer or whenever I feel best but it's something different to to go from applying it to actually actually using it as a driving force so what can people expect if they are thinking about joining yeah that's such a great question I think that the foundation of the um, moving from overwhelm and to a more sustainable workflow is key so I think once that's in place businesses can grow much more easily when you're in that those cycles of boom and bust and burnout it's it's normal firstly like let's not go into any myth of perfection right now I've done it I imagine you two have done it it's you know it's very it's such a learning curve when you start up a business you know to learn yourself how your creative expression happens and how then you negotiate that with the world and how you ask for money and how you manage your money and la 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 you know it's huge so getting a foundation of like I know where my energy is at throughout the month and I can try and organize my business business schedule around it knowing that there's always going to be curveballs. So that's when you bring the, how can I bring the power of this cycle day to this experience instead of the other way around? And then having your critic on your side instead of having it derailing you 
every time you're trying to do something that will help you to grow your business again is a massive foundation so with those two things in place then it's this beautiful process of understanding how your creative expression works throughout your cycle month Mm. and working with your cycle to enhance the way that you can communicate and create and connect Mm. so have we got time to just do a little walk through the seasons I mean it'll be absolutely yeah absolutely so if we think about the the bleed menstruation first like you said Nat you know when we take time to rest it has a really big impact but one of the um subtle impacts that I think we often don't see is it allows us to let go of the day-to-day and remember why we're doing what we're doing in the first place because we set up these businesses for a reason it's because we wanted freedom from something that we were doing or we wanted to express something in ourselves and that um you know the thing the thing that catalyzed the whole business in the first place is so powerful and it's got so much energy in it and so much potential and if we can take time to be with it which requires pushing everything else back then it can give us so many ideas or so many insights or so many ways of seeing what needs to happen next in our business so that for me that's where it all begins mm. so it's not just about soothing our nervous systems and getting physical rest it's about like psychic spiritual space mm-hmm. to be with the uh, the impulse the calling you know the impulse that made us do this crazy act of setting up a business in the first place and then as you move into inner spring it's this opportunity to there can be an opportunity to play around with new ideas and experiment and explore and like dare to just throw some paint at the canvas and see what happens, which when it comes to what I've seen in business is the best ideas come from that kind of space. Mm. Then they need to be taken through the creative process of going into the inner autumn and the critical phase and being, you know, all the discernment that can come there. Mm -hmm. But that like wide open, childlike, playful, um, creative atmosphere is so generative. So that's what inner spring can offer us. And then as we move into inner summer around ovulation, there's this opportunity to work with uh, like, like a flower when it's in full bloom and it's just so unabashedly itself. Mm-hmm. It's like this opportunity to know what, well, who am I in my business? And like, how should I be communicating? Should I be writing? Should I be on video? Should I be doing interviews like this? Am I better in conversation? Like, I feel like my cycle has shown me what or getting closer to my cycle has shown me how I best can express my calling in the world Mm. so that's what I see as as the inner summer one of the inner summer opportunities and then as as I hinted at the as we go into the inner autumn and we take this descent down into the via negativa then we can work with the discerning energy of inner autumn to take our creative ideas and then hone them and work them let them be worked and and made more robust and resilient and then we can let it all go for a bit and come back into the the heart of it all and just check in and see if we're aligned Mm -hmm. and it can sound a bit conceptual 
but when it's practiced month after month after month in community this is my vision when this is practiced month after month in community with other people with periods people who menstruate then we can really see the impact over the months to come you know and then over the years to come because it's this isn't a fast game this isn't this is the tortoise more than the hare you know and I see the fruits of that in my life over the past decade and it's got a rhythm to it but when we're with our cycles, we know how to trust our own rhythms more and our own creative rhythms. Mm. Yeah, so that's one one way into it. I really love the idea of doing that in community as well, because obviously when you're you're a small business, you can feel very lonely, even if you've got like business buddies and, you know, maybe you're in masterminds and all that kind of thing. Like you've got people around you, but actually doing something intentional with the cycle as a tool for business feels really nice actually yeah <laughs> um, just relaxing like, and soothing yeah I have to bookmark that but <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah I mean this is definitely one of my um list of uh, <laughs> courses to do and the only reason I didn't do the first round as you know Sophie was just because I was going to go on holiday and I took that very like intuitive decision not to sign up for a program when I was on holiday but it is a hundred percent on that to do not it's not the to-do list it's that that wish list of like and what really drew me was that the I mean of course being in your energy and the red school energy is beautiful but like I think that the idea of community like Nat says there are so many masterminds around so many spaces where you can go and these are spaces for for more feminine led businesses and certainly where discussions are taking place about the masculine feminine but I've never come across a community that is using the cycle as the central tool with which you want to run your business and to be able to go into a a Facebook group or wherever it is you know and 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 say you know oh gosh you know inner critic day 21 but you know I've got to do this ah you know and just to have people to come along and say that is I mean I've got goosebumps to be honest with you I'm just like oh so beautiful yeah. Mm. oh well I'm not surprised to hear that there's so many people who signed up for the first round and I'm sure it's going to mm. be even more for the second round and um <laughs> no no you might have us in there if we're- <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> oh thank you so much for um yeah for for sharing with us and it's been really really nice to hear your story and um and to hear your wisdom as well around um yeah around how to actually use the cycle in practical not just conceptual ways it's really cool um before you go we'd love to know where do you feel strongest in your cycle it's it's so amazing to say this now and it sort of brings us back full circle but it's definitely my inner autumn Mm. And there's a lovely thing that happens when I when I feel the turn from summer to autumn around like day 18 but then when I'm in the middle of autumn, day 23, 24, mm-hmm. I feel so creative and so in myself and I know what I'm about and I know what I'm for and I just do it. Mm. And it's so different to 10 years ago when I was totally taken out, but that's definitely where I feel strongest at the moment, day 23, 24. Yeah. Literally Ooh. full body goosebumps. Me like, too. Oh, I feel them like going <laughs> down my arms and into my legs like, <laughs> I just a I love that we've gone full circle in a really true like menstruality beautiful way but also after you shared your story the fact that mm. this is now where you really feel your power you know and I think this is when we listen to this this 
the cycle and we take on the messages and we act on them wow you know it's it's just incredible and you're also about to go into that so I'm so excited for yeah. you yes <laughs> come on I can't wait <laughs> oh thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure um yeah mm. so so excited to see where to see where you go with your cyclical business I think it's going to be an amazing thing so yeah thank you and just thanks to you too actually is there anywhere where people can come and yes. find you that's okay that's why two of us do this podcast so we, <laughs> one of us forgets and the other one remembers and that way so we've good. got a complete brain together which is amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the way it's why Alexandra and Shani do it together as well totally um yeah the best place to come is yourcyclicalbusiness.com brilliant business.com and thank you so much for having me and i'm really excited for this podcast and for it thank to you. to grow yeah i'm so excited thank you for having me thank you so we hope you enjoyed this episode please help us spread the menstrual cycle love by rating and leaving us a review and sharing this with anyone who you think needs to hear it